Welcome, Welcome to, to another episode of Driving to the Res with Larry and Dinelia. Hey, we did great. Didn't hang of it. Yeah. We're actually driving to the res. We are actually driving to the res. That is very true. About yes. halfway there. Yep. Check see if our power's finally hooked up. Oh, that'd be nice. It's only been two weeks and six months or whatever. <laughs> yep, one of those things. One of those things. One of those things. We get pushed around a little bit. It's called a push and pull, or it's called a uh, barrier. Barrier. Could be a positive barrier or negative barrier. Negative. Have you looked at it? Uh, oh, we did. Yeah. We have looked at it a few times. Yeah, we got we looked it. At we it. got it figured out. It's yeah, not a negative thing. It's not a negative thing. It's at supportive. All. It's very supportive. Yes. Now the power's there. We have to remember what was supported. What we have to figure what are, out. What does that mean? What does what it mean? Does, what does it mean we have power there? Does it mean that we have a socket yeah. that we can plug something into? I don't know, but we'll see in a minute. We're going to go yes. look. Yes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yes, yes. So last week, you said there were some things that you wanted to talk about. Remember what it was? Well, one of it was gray aliens and aliens in aliens. general. Aliens, aliens on our planet. Aliens on our planet. I, you notice I claim it as our planet. Oh, yes. You're very right. <laughs> <laughs> so, aliens. Yeah, you made a post on your telegram about aliens, gray yeah. aliens, and you've written about them quite a lot. Uh huh. And funnily enough, that post on, on telegram. Well, it's one of the most commented upon and most interesting conversations around it than any of the posts I've ever posted, <laughs> except my birthday, because today is my birthday. Today's oh, recording this on March the 4th. Happy birthday. Honey. Thank you. Yes. And Larry got me like a thousand presents. I spent about three hours opening all my presents this morning. Yes, just the way you like them. A whole yes. bunch of things, little things, nicely wrapped. Yes. Beautifully wrapped. I was very impressed. Thank you. Thank you. I went full on consumer. <laughs> and a long, long list of things. And I also got some presents from my kids. And I got some presents from some friends and some Walk With Me Now members. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. And there's more presents coming. I got some messages saying there's some presents coming. <laughs> nice. Yeah, well loved. And I also like to extend a thank you to everybody who sent donations towards our next high frequency project. For my birthday, oh, oh. so thank you so much. So, like there's a there's a quite a few um, donations there on on PayPal. Oh, thank I can't you so wait much. till you see this high frequency project. I know. I can't wait to share with you. We can't yet because of whatever you know. It's not quite solidified yet. But as soon as it is, then we're gonna share it. You're gonna. Oh my god, you're gonna love it. Beyond anything you could probably guess. Mm-hmm. So back to aliens. Back to aliens. Yeah. What would you like to talk about, about aliens? Well, we are watching a little show about aliens right now. It's hilarious. Hope you <laughs> told us about it. Cracks me up. Oh, my God. There is a lot of similarities <laughs> between a certain someone I know who does I, things quite I, literally. I couldn't possibly imagine who you're talking about. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty good at passing as a human these days, honey. <laughs> yes. Nobody can tell. Not at all. Giving away the game. Not at all. <laughs> the, the show is called Resident Alien. It's on 
Prime or Sci-Fi Channel. Sci-Fi Channel. It's mm-hmm. probably on NBC or something like that too. I don't know. I don't know. Just you can find it. DuckDuckGo, Resident Alien, and uh, it's a little sci-fi series. Yeah. Hobby oh told us about gosh. it. He said it was very funny. Out. Oh my God, we've been laughing so hard with it. It's so, so funny. Very, very funny. Did it feel to you when we were watching it that there were any um, truth drops? Like, oh, yeah. They totally got that right. <laughs> or, oh my God, they're so far off. There's what? certainly some truth drops in there. And, I mean, the last episode we watched was about a general who has been looking for alien spaceships for a long time. Yeah. And um, how they want to be a secret. Yeah. She had an alien encounter, right? Uh huh. I mean, you know, not, there's no, it's not quite accurate because there ain't one general out there looking for aliens and doing everything they can to get them because they already have them. They've had them for a long time. Remember that trip we had that we went very close to Area 51? Yep, I do. So when we were really, really close, we were just over the hill on the other side of Area 51 and... I tapped into the area and I found alien technology, but I didn't find any aliens or willingness, alien being willing to be part of that project. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So all the ships that people see around Area 51 are ships that they have been developing through reverse engineering of the alien spaceships that they've been gathering from all over the world for the past several decades. And that I truthed it, and it came out a yes, that's it, which was interesting to me. Uh, before we got to that state, we were in a different state, and we went across an area that was like a highway for spaceships. Yeah, it spaceships. was, totally. And it felt really, really strong and powerful there. Also, the other day, I can't remember, I think we were at the res uh, in town, in Nia Bay, and I was looking at the window. Was it in the, at the res? I looked at the window and I saw this light going by really fast. And I said, I, I just saw a satellite. And um, Oh, it was going the wrong direction, I remember. Yeah, you, Larry said, well, that's going the wrong direction. That's going from pole to pole. No, like They have some that do that. But they do. Not the and, way that she was describing. And I, I moved my finger in the speed that it was going. And he said, well, that's too fast for a satellite. So maybe, maybe we saw one. Of course, I remember when we asked your mom what the Thunderbird was. was, Yeah. So there's a Thunderbird in the Nia Bay mythology. And it's their logo too. Thunderbird is common on a lot of tribes. Yes, they're very common in a lot of tribes. And... I asked her, well, have you ever seen one? And she said, oh, yes, I have. She says, what did it look like? She said, well, it's very big. It's silver green color, and it makes a loud noise, cracking noise, and very loud noise. And then you don't look at it. Just don't look at it. If you see one like that, don't look at it. Because if you look at it, it'll take you away. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I <laughs> oh, said. Oh, now I know. Doesn't that sound like a UFO to you? I said to her, right? And she was, hmm. And then changed the subject. <laughs> she told me how... She started telling me about stories of people seeing UFOs at the res. So, yeah. They are around. Are they extraterrestrial? Or are they ultra-terrestrial? Or are they? 
and someone was asking me how can you tell if there is uh, we were actually talking about AI but yeah. I always come like I often talk about the aliens that we've seen in Starbucks <laughs> yeah right they, they used to like Starbucks I don't know about anymore but usually near um, army places like those that are cordoned off um, air, air air force places and stuff like that anyways there was uh, Larry wanted to see one okay and you can, so this other person was asking me how can you tell if something is not a human it's basically that all humans uh, have a vibe or like a field or energy field around them that is human and you can tell when it's, it's a human um, and then if there's a person that looks like a human, but their field of energy is completely different, then they're not, at least not from Earth. Yeah. Right? Remember in the, in the Resident Alien show, the dad of the, of the nurse, he said that. Yeah. 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 He, he felt there was a, the, oh. the alien was different to everybody else. He couldn't feel anything. So anyways, they're different, and when, after I learned about that field of energy, the Schumann res, uh, resonance, that all creatures in the planet Earth have that frequency of vibration, and then they're because they live here or they're from here or something, but if your atoms or whatevers or molecules are from a different planet, then they will vibrate at that planet's equivalent of the human resonance. That's my theory. I haven't tested it out. I don't know. But you can actually tell. So anyways, the, the, the Starbucks story, I'll tell it again. <laughs> Shall I tell it again? Sure. And so Larry and I were driving and we went and he wanted to know or wanted to see a, an alien. Yeah, I told her, let me sit, let me know if there's one around so yeah, I can look. Exactly, because he wanted to see one. I want to see if I can What's it look it. like? Yeah. And feel them. So... We stopped on that long trip. I, we stopped at a Starbucks so I could go to the restroom because They're it was a clean. long trip. And yeah, they're usually very nice and clean. I prefer them to gas station bath restrooms. So we stopped and I ran in and there was two doors on that Starbucks, a front door and a back door. I ran in and near the back door, just on the do on, right next to the door, there was a table and there was a man with about three or four computers, laptops, and bags, and then his legs on the, on the floor, right? On the, the computer bags. And I ran in and I looked at him and I thought, oh my God, it's an alien. He completely had that different vibe. And he looked at me, his eyes went all big. And then I went, I, I had to go to the bathroom. I couldn't go back and get Larry. I really needed to go. So I went in and thought, be real fast. I went in and went as fast as I could, washed my hands, ran out, and he was gone. Dang, so he was gone and I I, I I swear to you less than a minute probably I was fast <laughs> and he was gone and it's almost like the back door was still swinging you know and I don't know how he did it packing up all those computers and everything and leaving so and then Larry just walked into the store that moment and was like ah oh, dang it so you know if there's um, if you live near one of these places where they have some sort of armed forces location. Uh, they like the Air Force ones. And there's a Starbucks. And this make sure they usually, their Starbucks that they go into, they have two doors. So they have an exit point. 
and they don't just go to Starbucks. We were at a different store once, and I what I usually do is I'll go into a store uh, or a mall or a restaurant, and the first thing I do is I scan it for frequencies, and occasionally, not very often, you'll find the frequency of an alien. It's not very common. They look like humans, and so they can pass as one of us. I don't know if they look like humans to everybody, but, you know. Or all of them. Some of them don't. Some of them don't. No, 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 of course. I'm just talking about the ones that go to stores and Starbucks. Well, yeah. If they didn't look like human, they couldn't get away with it, Exactly. exactly. Or if they'd have to be invisible, I guess. There's a lot of aliens that look very different to humans. There's uh, (laughs) the ones that I call Rumi, and they're type of reptilian, or Draco, reptilian type ones that I talk about in the return. There's Anunnaki's that look like very giant, long-headed humans. Those are just two. And there's the greys, of course, everybody has heard about. Uh, there's the blues. There's the, you know... Didn't there just a, a new book just come out with 83 different types? Yeah, I haven't read it, so I couldn't really comment on it. Yeah, I haven't read it either. I guess we should check it out. Yeah, we totally should. Because we like alien stuff. We do like alien stuff. We read all of... Uh, Artie Six Killer. Books. Oh my I gosh, love her she's stories. so good. She's yeah. a good story collector. Yeah. And I like it is because she collected the story. She's not like channeling the information or whatever, right? I can't write my stories because it's all very subjective, you know? <laughs> oh yeah, I went to an, uh, an ET encounter thing, uh, uh, what do you call UFO convention? And there were like three, three ETs in this, in the audience. And as soon as I looked at them, right, they ran out of the room. They literally ran out of the room. They're like panic stations. I don't know why they do that. I think they're not supposed to be spotted. It's got to be a prime directive of some kind. Don't get spotted. Mm-hmm. But for what reason? I mean, we've speculated before. We have. And I, I imagine there's more than one reason because the stories already has, you know. A lot of them have constant and regular contact. Yeah, yeah, and, they do. And uh, stories with, like, Sherry. Mm-hmm. She has regular and constant contact. And, I mean, it terrifies her, or used to at least. Mm-hmm. But uh, not anymore, now that she has a fuller understanding of it, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I guess it's so. fair to say there's no single anything about it, right? No. It's like a million different stories. Are. But there is one for sure story. What's that? It's not... Like front lawn of the White House thing. Oh. <laughs> and it's not. Yeah. I guess it is on the newspapers. Kinda, yeah. Release them slowly, but surely. Trickle out. Yeah. It's a bit frustrating because you expect it, you know, if we. Well. If we, because we always use ourselves as the example, right? If, mm-hmm. if I went to another planet, mm-hmm. I would introduce myself to yeah. whomever it is that wanted to say hi because I wanted to meet everybody, right? Yeah. But. That doesn't seem to be the case here. Why do you think that is? I think it's the the, direct, the first direct. Was it the prime first, directive? Prime directive, definitely, is the prime directive. And also, we have placed uh, an, ar- an architecture of society here on this planet, and we, not me personally, but people in general, they subscribe to it by voting. The voting system is not about electing people. Is actually to get a signature to say that for the next four years, you give your power away, your decision-making away, and your authority to make any type of contact with anyone to somebody else. 
your representative. That's what it's about. It's not about electing somebody at all. It's about giving your power away to people. So um, that is respected. You give your signature, you give your power away to another person to represent you, and therefore that person or that organization that represents you can say to other species or other uh, civilizations from other planets, or even from this planet, hey, we are the ones who represents all these people, so don't contact them. Uh, directly, you can contact us and we will relay the information or not, depending on what we decide for them. So we actually are the ones who give our power away. Not me personally, because like I said, I don't vote, but many, many people do. So, like, I, yeah, it's, it's about giving your power away. So that's why they have only contact with these organizations, governmental organizations and things. And also, some, one thing to remember is that some of these, like, deals or communications and things are, like, a waiting game. As individuals become empowered, they stop giving their power away through a signature or a vote, keep their power, and are able to represent themselves as a natural human, then they will be able to have more of these experiences. Well, I suppose some of the ones that are family experiences because they are family with them, right? So they don't really need... Oh, yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter if they yes. vote or not. Those exactly, yeah. yeah. They're related to the extraterrestrials. So how does that work anyways? So if you're like a, a human person, which is a soul and a body, right? Mm-hmm. A human soul and a human elemental body. I guess it's like not a human soul, you're a soul and a human body. Yes. Connected and linked. And um, how are you also, uh, I guess, like, for lack of a better word, Arcturian or Pleiadian or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever word you might use to describe some not from Earth soul body species? Yeah. Solar body species, and then those solar body people come and um, you know maybe you're in their program to oh look a couple eagles wow. yeah, maybe you're in their program and you came to the planet to do a project right with the open source code of the human bodies yeah yeah and you're the um, not the way shower but you're the human volunteer I guess. Yeah, you're a volunteer. You're the volunteer, human. your soul and the human body that you've uh, hooked up with come here to have a, a process of some kind. Maybe making baby uh, Pleiadians or something. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. It's all speculation at this point. That's kind of yeah, what the uh, Forgotten Promise book was about, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Is that an accurate representation? I wouldn't know because I haven't had that experience. So I couldn't really tell you either way. So the familiar or the familial feelings that people have with some um, groups might be real or it might be an implant of some kind or it might be just yeah like I relate to dogs because I like dogs. <laughs> Possibly, yeah, maybe. You're not helping me here. <laughs> well, you're speculating is, a lot, so, you know. I'm you know me, a, I like to have proof. I'm asking a data, specific you know? question about a specific thing. How does it work? Do they have? Do, 
do people on this planet, humans, mm-hmm. have relations familially, like their family in some way, with, uh, I guess, souls that come from different planets? Everybody on the on Earth has had a soul evolution. Not everybody, but a lot of people on Earth have had soul evolutions in different planets. Many, 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 many people. Especially our light workers that come from different planets that are high frequency experiences of humanity as in bodies and, and souls incarnation. And some you know haven't actually had a body incarnation before, they're just souls. And they yeah, so they would highly identify with those groups of other souls who came from different planets. And often their physical body elementals will reflect the look and even the frequency of a certain planet. I met a girl once in a very, very first event that I had. It was in Sacramento many, many years ago, I think 2010. I think it was 2010 and maybe 11. <laughs> but anyway, very, very early on. And she was from the Pleiades and she was clearly from the Pleiades. She was almost, her skin was almost transparent even. It's like, there was no question about it, right? It's almost like the same thing when you're going to a, rest, uh, a restaurant or, or, or Starbucks or a supermarket and you scan it and you see the frequency of somebody who's not from Earth. She was like that too. But she had been born here, she thinks. <laughs> yeah, it's so very confusing. That's the yeah. thing she thinks. It could be a memory that she has, even yeah. though it isn't true. So, yeah, there are people who have a, a strong, strong connection with soul groups from different planets and also some physical body elementals who have a lot of alien DNA, like a lot. Right? And um, and they would, of course, identify them with individuals from certain planets. Too. I guess they recognize each other by their frequency, in a sense. Yep, yeah, like, they do. Yeah, they meet, meet each other, they just... Oh, hey, yeah. you're neat. I like <laughs> you. Right. And they Maybe look they very s- similar to each other. similar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess the basic underlying problem is understanding the true nature of what you are as a human being. That's a good start. If you understand that, then you can start to piece together how you might be related to beings that have incarnated for a period of time in another area. Because they are also not that, right? They're also maybe an infinite divine something or other, having physical experiences in many places. Mm -hmm. And if you have a multitude of experiences in a place, after a certain amount of time, you connect with that place and you're uh, You're you're identified with with that. Yeah. And you carry it carry it for a while. So you could be like... We're from Nia Bay, we're from Nia Bay, and then if we move to uh, Chicago, we live in Chicago for 40 years and eat enough deep dish pizza, eventually we say, yeah, we're, we're, we're Chicagoans, or are we still Nia Bayans? It depends on your willingness. <laughs> and if we see somebody from Nia Bay in Chicago, do we say, hey, I know you. you. Funnily enough, you'll recognize them. Yeah. You will recognize them. Even if you don't know them, you'll know they're from Nia Bay strange I've seen it happen because when I was a kid I was um, I left Chile 
as a political refugee and I went to live in England. And I lived abroad for most of my life. But often I would be, say, in a, a different country and I would be walking in a very crowded street and somebody walked past me and we'd literally look at each other and we knew that we were from Chile. We just knew it. And we'd make some sort of comment, you know, Viva Chile or something like that. <laughs> and um, it was always accurate, 100%. So do you think that is related to a series of or a, a repetition of, of incarnation in that same area or just, I mean, how does, how do you get that connection? How does it exist? You know, because like some people could be born somewhere else and come back to Niobe, for example, and say, finally, I'm home. I mean, the Niobe people say it all the time. It's like, finally coming home. I came home. It feels like I come down the hill and I came home, mm-hmm. even if they never grew up there. Yeah, yeah, they do. And I'm sure it's the same for other people in other areas. And sometimes they're like wandering the planet looking for that place. And they just can't find it. And then when they find it, they're like, oh my God, I'm finally home. So is that, a, is that a because of a past life or is that because of something particular about this life? What do you think? It could be all of the above. I'm not sure, for sure. It could be all of the above. So um, how could we find that? Finally, I'm home if it's a different planet. I mean, how do we get to that? Well, I do have a class called ET Phone Home. Yeah, you do. And I actually go into that. That's specific. It's, it's very specific to that. It's specific to individuals who know they're not from here. And I go into the, in detail, how to reconnect with, with your, your home planet. With your home, home planet and home people. And why you had the illusion of separation. When you came here, why did you decide to have an illusion of separation? What is so, that called? ET phone home. Oh yes, I remember that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? In some ways, you know, we have there are a lot of probably there are a lot of people I'm just guessing, but that have an intimate connection with the place on the planet Earth, but they also have a yearning and a wandering and a wonder for that that planet that they also incarnated a lot on, right? Yes. That's why I call it um, a long history or, of, of existence or, or evolutionary journey in a different planet. And there's people who are actually have had an evolutionary journey here on Earth, and most of their incarnations into the physical reality have happened only on Earth, if not all of them, maybe the most of them, and they're highly identified with Earth and being human here on this planet. So when we look at a human body, I've heard it was said before that a body is a, just a horse or something or like on, on like a avatar where you link into it and you become the body and this, you know, the, the, the person was somewhere outside being projected in. Mm-hmm. Um, and the body's nothing but a robot or a biological robot that an alien soul can what's the word possess or something like that have you ever heard of that kind of thing yeah what do you think about that I wouldn't say that it's the same as a robot because the physical body elemental is sentient and it has its own mind and agendas and everything so it's almost like a very sentient being 
Oh, look at that. An otter. Oh, what is that? An otter or a raccoon? Yep, an otter. Wow. And that's just across the road. That's really cool. Two eagles and an otter today. That's <laughs> nice. It is. So, yeah, the physical body elemental to me is sentient, intelligent, connected. And I found that a lot of light workers reject their physical bodies. They don't want to be incarnated in them. But that disempowers them. That's why that teaching has been propagated. Because it disempowers them. So it's pretty much a light worker trap or a yeah, false teaching or something like that. A false teaching, yeah. So where I, when I say to people, do you want to become more powerful and more awake, aware? Do you want to reach enlightenment? Make a full connection with your physical body elemental. That's, That's one the of the exercises you have. Isn't that an Ascension 101? Yes. A reconnection with your physical body? Yes. That's yeah. one of the first things you do. First thing you do. Yeah. Reconnect. Yeah. Interesting. It's always separation and connection, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, separation is basically fear. Yes. Connection is basically love, I guess. Yes, you could say that, yeah. <laughs> Has some, some relevance. Yeah. So when we look at gray alien bodies... I know there are some in different shapes and forms and sizes and taller and shorter and that kind of thing, but generally speaking, I've heard it said that they are a vehicle for a soul to inhabit and travel interstellar. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of that before? I have, yes. And it's an ideal body for dealing with the environment of space mm -hmm. because, I guess, the size and uh, its resistance to radiations and, I don't know, probably its ease for clicking into and out of, maybe. You can, yeah. Those things sound about right? Yeah, yeah. Anything else? Why so, are some bigger, some littler? Why does it seem like some are the slaves of, like, mantids or the worker bees or things like that? Yeah. I think they're more like the gray aliens are... I mean, they're not all like that. We can't generalize. But there are some who are, like, spare bodies that a soul can tap into or you can even borrow into and use remotely to have a communication or experience or travel through into a physical world like this one. So like an ocular, Oculus Rift, Oc yeah. like VR device that has an actual body at the other side. Right. That you can exactly. actually use to yeah, drive around and fly. Yeah. That's a very good example. That's a very good example. I like that one, yeah. Not all of them, but... Some of them are that. Cool. And how related, how similar to a human body is a, like a gray alien body in the sense that it's a soul and a body working together? Yeah, it's very similar. And if, if you look at any um, photographs of fetuses inside the mother's womb, you will see an, a gray alien. Because <laughs> yeah. it's almost like that. It's almost like an extremely undeveloped uh physical body elemental maybe when they're on that stage before the soul incarnates into it properly they can be harvested and um, kept at that state and other souls can go into it in and out of it I don't know again speculation I don't think that was quite accurate I could feel as I was saying it that it wasn't quite accurate so I wouldn't quote me on that <laughs> Do you think something about the Prime Directive might be related to the rules of engagement on this planet with regards to memory and memory regarding 
who and what you really are because at some level of realization the game is basically destroyed right mm-hmm. if you remember a little too much pretty soon there's no game. reality to this game it kind of like loses its in its its punch yeah. its function it's like no longer usable no longer doable if you remember so you have like this constant uh, re-amnesia re-amnesia forget <laughs> forget forget yeah it's weird no matter how it? hard you try even uh, the things that you write you can read it and two minutes later you already forgot it well you do no I don't <laughs> not you I don't people. forget them I mean people oh, okay <laughs> people in general I don't forget of course not no of course not I only forgot half of the entire book when I was proofreading it yes. like what book is this literally half the book literally half the book was over I thought it was completely over and there's still half a book left and I already just proofread it. Yeah. Wow. So that could be related to why the um, aliens aren't like walking around downtown licking on ice creams? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I mean, they... Kind of, some of do. <laughs> some do, but I mean, ones that you know are obviously beings from another planet right. who are driving a car from another planet. Mm-hmm. Those ones aren't walking around because that some point that will open Ruin up the, the realization of who what went yeah and in fact do you remember when that guy who had the tiktok experience oh hold on. oh yeah hold on oh, we're yeah. going through the res res is still closed closed border just to be safe hi just to two of us head to the boat <sighs> we made it again <laughs> So, um, yeah, so this guy said one of the things that we found interesting, he was being interviewed by some other person, uh, was that he said that life after seeing those UFOs had changed for him. That now he could perceive and see lots of other things, and even ghostly things. And yeah, he had all a, sorts uh, of experiences. sort of a spiritual awakening, basically. Yeah. It's like the game was a little bit spoiled. Yes. And I don't mean spoiled as it. Not for, it was ruined. Not it's just um, changed. The game was a changed, different, yeah. different game. And part of the nature of this reality is stability of a reality, yeah. a reality experience that has, well, you know, all to do with rules of engagement and nothing to do with the way reality really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aside from the fact that it's hosted within that, right? Yeah. I mean, we are hosted within reality. Yes. But the experience of it with mega gobs of limitation <laughs> by our choice by choice by choice and so this. Um, exposure to the wider rules of engagement that you might encounter with ETs. alien ETs spaceships and the true nature of their beingness which would call into question your own nature of beingness mm-hmm. sort of opens that game up too much to make it uh, continuable and there had been obviously a large agreement to keep the game going right it will change the game for you so unless you want a game changer thing then you won't see them and even if you say you want a game changer thing mostly that's a say don't do (laughs) (laughs) yeah a lot of people say things but they don't follow through right because you know the game's pretty cool and you choose it from a higher self perspective so uh, it's natural to like scratch at the corners and the edges of it, especially if you're listening to this podcast or um, you know paying attention to the writing that you make, because oftentimes we were ready to change the game, right? 
Mm-hmm. And when we're ready to change the game, do we have to exit the game entirely or can we change the game inside the game? Uh, you can change the game inside the game. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. Seems like a monumental task. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have placed a lot of firewalls to stop you doing it. Yeah. So you don't ruin your game. <laughs> or change it. <laughs> not change it too yeah. drastically. Yeah, not change it too drastically. Yeah. Just enough. Just a little. Like we could have a... Can we, uh, can we agree to change it just enough that we can have alien guys running around licking ice creams on Main Street driving flying saucers? What is... What... <laughs> well, that will, change, much. that will change a lot of people's games that don't want it changed. So, well, I guess they're gonna have to get with the program. <laughs> well, who's this program? They well, have their own somebody program. Somebody has to decide. I get to decide eventually. Right? Oh, you're the don't I get the to planet? decide? Don't I get to decide the experience I want to have? Even you can your experience, but not other people's. As long as it doesn't impinge on everyone else's. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god, so that was the actual experience I went to have, which was one that I can have that doesn't impinge on everybody else's. Yes. Now we're getting somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. So the way to change it is to change everybody else's idea of what they want to have, or <laughs> kick them out. <laughs> or have the experience and you can't prove it and you don't have photographs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So uh, can you make a prediction? About what? And do you think the human collective might say, hey, let's have aliens walking down Main Street like an ice cream, flying saucers? Well, I don't think that's going to happen. So How many that's my years? Prediction. How many years? Here's the thing. People think that, uh, what's it called? The, uh, when people are going to have the, the information comes out about aliens. Yeah. They're... <laughs> If the government tells you about it, then you have to be extremely suspicious. And they're already preparing themselves to do it, but they're changing the vocabulary. They call them aerial phenomena and also... Oh, unidentified aerial, aerial yeah, phenomena. Yeah, and also... Um, like Threats. Threats. Aerial threats. Aerial so threats. that gives you the idea. They illustrates the, the frequency or how they want to use it, this energy. It's going to be coronavirus aliens. Yes. And they have the ships to prove it. Well, right? we're all tired of coronavirus. And they're going to have, like, spaceships that they created and they're flying, you know, bombing places and whatnot. God knows what they're going to do. They've already, you know, been taking people and torturing them so for decades now. They're pretending they're humans. aliens. Yeah, pretending they're aliens. So, yeah. Which seems pretty far-fetched to me, but... Well, they do it. They do it. I mean... Mm-hmm. I don't know how you sign up for that kind of job. And it's all about fear mongering and, you know, having people look at an enemy so that they don't look at them, who the the ones that were ruling. And we've we've engineered it all this way for for a reason, you know, like not necessarily a good reason, bad reasons, but we did do it. As a human collective, those people who control the information are engineering like fear and as space invaders and all this type of thing, we put them there. As a species, we put them there. We have to ask ourselves, why are we still playing that game? Why are we still agreeing to that? Why, why, are we, why do we think we are victim aggressors and stuff? Why are we placing those people and allowing those stories to unfold on the planet? That's the type of questions we need to ask ourselves. 
Well, I don't think I am. And I thought we were going through a physical split. We are, definitely. So we go through the physical split part. On the other end of that, we can have um, flying saucer aliens and making ice cream. Yeah. If they like ice cream, they might not. They'll like it. <laughs> They'll be the, I'll bring them to that, uh, to Grandma's restaurant. We'll uh-huh. have a uh, chocolate vanilla twist. Yeah. Ice cream custard. <laughs> and all you need is a small, because a small is large. This one is large. Don't even yes. think about getting a large. It's too much ice cream, man. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Yes. Speaking of split, how's your split coming along, honey? My split is coming along very nicely. Thank you very much. I'm having an awesome time. Fantastic people surrounded by amazing individuals and co-creating some outstanding projects. So, yeah. Can you give just a tiny taste of what the project might be related to? No, no. Not no, even no. a tiny no, one? No, You remember how it is when you get a birthday present, you want to open it right away? Yeah. Well, I controlled myself this year. I knew where they were and I didn't open them. I know, but you were supposed to wait till dinner time. Well, no. I'm not going to wait till dinner time. I'm going to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and open them. Come on. Okay. Jesus. Maybe by next week we can have a taste of it. Maybe. We'll okay. see. Okay. Sounds great. I feel complete about this. How about you? Me too. Yeah, it's yeah. a good job. Good job. Love you, baby. Love you, babe. No, that's not a good kiss. Get over here. Don't fill in the ditch. <laughs> oh, kisses from Pee Oh, Pee wants some kisses too. Oh, hi, Pee Oh, kissy, kissy, Pee